0: What well, we're really fortunate today to have with us Sven Grave, who is the head of innovation at a German company called Vilo. You may never have heard of Vilo, but trust me, if you've got air conditioning, central heating, or that kind of thing, there's a fairly good chance one of their pumps might be in there somewhere. It's a great example of what you might call a, a hidden champion. But at the heart of Vilo is a long track record going over, I believe, close to 150 years of innovation. Sven, many thanks for spending a little time with us. Um, Perhaps could you just begin, since I've done a very bad thumbnail sketch, just tell us a tiny bit about Velo as a company? Sure. So
1: thanks, John, for having me here and uh, giving the opportunity to share the innovation story of Vito. So Vito is a German based uh, company uh, producing pumps in all sizes. So starting from very, very small ones, you will probably find in your uh, heating system at home until very, very big ones that uh, pump the water through the different pipes in towns and cities. So we basically take care about pumping water to houses, distributing water inside the house and then pumping it back and also taking care about drainage and sewage.
0: That's what we do. That's great. And my guess is that uh, in order to survive and develop the way the company has done, uh, you've had to change things. Innovation's got to be in that DNA somewhere. Could you talk a little about the role that innovation plays in the company? So we are a
1: family owned company and our old man always says innovation and sustainability is in our DNA. It's at the core of the company. What he means with that is that we've evolved from a very local Dortmund based little manufacturing company into a global player who's serving millions of people around the world. And we can do only do that on the basis of innovation, that means innovation in our products, but also in our processes and how we work together. So we, are, we were among the first to have uh, energy efficient pumps available in mass scale products. So why is that a thing? Because pumps are among the most energy consuming products on the globe. Right. So every energy safety and pump is worth every R&D and innovation. Record. Right. Now, we've, we've optimized each product to the maximum. So now, in order to g- gain more uh, efficiency, we take a look at systems and how we can cleverly connect those products. And this is where a new field of innovation comes for us, which are connected products. How can we use the cloud technologies, the Internet and AI? So you see, we've come along from a, being a local manufacturer to the transfer of being a digital pioneer. And that is a long innovation story, lasting roughly 150 years.
0: Wow. And maybe we could then focus a little on your role, uh, great title, Head of Innovation. <clears throat> I'm presuming that it isn't a case of you have the head for innovation, all these wonderful things come from you. I'm sure it's not that. Could you talk a little bit about how you enable innovation to happen inside Velo?
1: Yeah. So w- when you're a company on size of, of Velo, um, there's a certain likelihood that um innovation is maybe not anymore the, the top priority there because there are new market changes the, the question is always do i go for product improvement the slight one or do i go for the big one for the innovation and so my job there is to outline new potentials where we could go and to encourage people to de- take the great steps in innovation um I'm, I'm like the one who's nodding on the head and asks, okay, what, what is the innovation? And what is new in this product? How can we surprise our customers? How can we make the life with our customers more easy? And I'm always the one peeling there and so on and asking those questions. And um, often the question, the the answer comes, well, I don't know. What, what do you think? You're working in innovation. I said, well, maybe take a look at this trend. Take a look at this new technology. Is this something that could help us or our company in the daily duty? And to like get those little inspirations into the heads into of our colleagues, we constantly supply them with these in different forms. So we use emailing where we send out our trend reports with latest technologies inside, we organize uh, meetings across different functions and across different location and uh, continents, to get people together yeah, to, to enhance the chance of unlikely meetings or talks where the people talks to just, just talk about a topic and then come up with a new idea or for whatever. So that that is basically our job.
0: Wow. So it's certainly stimulating, catalyzing. But I guess one of the things that's always impressed me about Velo and the work you've been doing is this is not about a small specialist team of genius people. They may be there, but this is about A lot of people across an organization which has I think 7,000 employees now exactly so So, I guess my question is how can you draw them into the innovation story yeah um, you're completely right
1: it's it's not one specialized team we have in hand that that focuses on innovation the thing is today a pump is a very complex product Um, There are more than 30 different disciplines involved in just engineering one pump. And what we do is we orchestrate them and we want to get them together. So, um, a colleague talking from, from the motors might have seen a cool idea of a new material at another company's motor development. The question then is how does he get his idea to our people working on new materials? And then we offer them a platform, it's an internal platform, where they can post those ideas and share them all across video. And the other people see them read them, work on them, develop them further comment on them and use this one point as a starting point for innovation. And we we came to that because we thought like we have so many people here, or we're not we're not the biggest player in pump business, but let us be the most efficient Mm -hmm. one and the most innovative. And we can only realize that when we cleverly connect all those experts across those 30 disciplines. And there we have this one one online place, which is called our wings platform, uh, where those people can meet and uh, discuss their latest ideas that works quite well so saying uh, 7000 people worldwide we've got 1000 1500 people each month visiting the platform uh-huh. and roughly about 2 ideas submitted per day so this is just this
0: uh-huh. benchmark. that's pretty impressive and uh, it certainly seems to work. Uh, perhaps I could give you a bouquet, a virtual bouquet here, because you, <laughs> you told me just before we started this interview that uh, last year Velo won the German Sustainability Award, which is no mean achievement. Um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the the story of how you then built that into a, a major campaign for innovation around sustainability? Sure.
1: So in 2019, Velo won the German Sustainability Award. And the thing is, with winning in award or reaching a goal is how do you get on with that? What is the next step? Is it the end of a journey? Or is it the start of something really big, really new? And I approached my management board with that and said, um, I would take this as a starting point. So what we did is we ran the Velo Sustainability Challenge throughout May 2021. Each day in May, we had a session from nine to ten in the mornings where we had external experts coming and talking about what they do in sustainability in their businesses, from uh, all different companies showing how they do recycling models, how they do uh, service on demand models, to sort of really outline how you can uh, what the business is around. Sustainability is. We had startups there, social startups and social entrepreneurs who do it for, for the good of the thing because we, they believe in what they do. Um, we've had uh, internal sessions where we showed the latest trends in sustainability and how these relate to our uh, sustainability uh, uh, sustainability strategy. And this was all on a campaign by a campaign we ran on our internal innovation platform, where the people could submit ideas. And it was, in the, in the end, it turned out, it was the best campaign we've ever ran. We received n- a none before seen number of submissions from all around the globe. People from all around the globe joined into this global video internal movement of how video can become more sustainable. So, this was a huge and big starting point. And what we see from there on is not that the topic is then gone, no, it's now internalized by our colleagues. Mm-hmm. They themselves bring it into development and technology projects. They themselves look for opportunities of how they personally can improve their sustainability and impact. And there was a for me this was one of the best things we've ever realized in the
0: business it's it's a great example and uh, i think it also reminds me we often talk about an innovation culture and my definition of a culture is it's the way we do things around here it's the natural way in which we behave Uh, what you're describing there is not accidental you've been building on years of experience but When it gets to the point where it's internalized, when it's the way we do things around here, that's pretty impressive. But then it makes me ask a question. It sounds so easy. Um, There must have been challenges on the road to getting here, establishing this culture, this way of thinking, working with platforms, engaging different people. Could you tell us a little about the challenges in building an innovation culture?
1: Yes, sure. And you're completely right that, that something like that does not happen by accident. It's mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm honest. It took us eight years to get there, and it's a lot about trust. Um, eight years ago, we started with this high involvement innovation where everybody at Nito is invited to to actively participate in innovation. But we took it stepwise and in small steps and involved more and more people to familiarize the people with how this works, but also giving us some experience of how can we engage people? What are the triggers we can use that makes them curious, and that, that makes them want to participate? Right? Because I know now how innovation works at Velo and how to engage people at Velo. But it's in the culture of Velo. In other companies, this may be completely different. Right? So, taking what I did at Velo and uh, implemented the same way into another company may, may, not, may not work. So, you have to build it and get a feeling for that: how how you how to handle your colleagues, how to engage your colleagues, what, what in, where are they interested in, and where do you have to put more effort to engage them. And you have to know how to talk to your management, to your stakeholders, because it's a lot of trust for their side as well. So when I went to the board to say I want to do this innovation challenge, they of course asked me. So then, what will we see there? Is it just no-brainers and low-hanging ideas? I said, no, guys, trust me, there will be some cool uh, innovation potentials there. But it took me some time to develop this trust in in my innovation community. And at the same, it took the board some time to to develop the trust into me that I will deliver high quality results. And I think that that is the way to go. It is a step by step thing building on trust, trust from your innovation community, and from your management, and on experience on how your community and your innovation culture works.
0: Wow, that's really interesting, and that that step-by-step construction. I think it uh, it moves us a long way from the the single magic solution that you might read about in a magazine or see at a conference. There's more to it than that, and it's building that firm foundation.
1: Yeah, you're completely right, and the, this, I have my problems with this one light bulb innovation today. That maybe. There may be businesses where this still happens, all fine. But whenever we come to an established company with processes and Mm -hmm. budgets and people allocation, this won't work anymore because there are so many stakeholders involved. As I said, just for a pump, we have more than 30 30 different disciplines Mm -hmm. and you have to orchestrate them and manage these. So whenever one has a good idea, you have to make sure that this idea is heard
0: whether it's really a good idea
1: or it's just a good idea from this one perspective and 29 perspectives say that wouldn't be so clever this is a different story but this is much about how innovation works today and getting those different knots uh, together
0: yeah yeah and it's been an eight year journey you've obviously learned a lot on the way and so on um if I ask you just to look to the future, what's next? Where would you like to climb? You've climbed this mountain of sustainability in a very impressive way, and that's clearly brought a, a new dimension. What's next? What's on your innovation horizon?
1: So the, the next thing will be, to, we, we managed it. Um, so we've, we've got this internal innovation culture. So we can say that we ripped out this not-invented-here phenomenon. So what, what does it mean, not-invented-here? means that people are restrictive towards ideas that do not come from themselves. Mm-hmm. This now enables us to do real open innovation, like taking a look around us, who's got cool ideas, and how can we build an innovation ecosystem Because as I said, innovation is getting more complex. 30 disciplines at our side, and now new technologies coming AI, 3d printing, um, cloud computing, clouds of cloud computing. Um, So there are experts out there that could help us. And it's not that we internally have to build up everything all in once. But Um, Let us be open towards those Mm -hmm. ideas and maybe also roll out our platform to these, Mm -hmm. to get experts from our partner companies also involved here to challenge ideas. And I took this this general strategy and purpose. I think this can only work if you manage an internal innovation culture that is open for such approaches. Mm -hmm. I frequently get asked by other innovation companies um, where to start, like internally or externally, like doing a big open innovation campaign that you you ask your customers or whomever and you get in a hundred ideas. So the thing is, then, is your company really able to, to handle those innovation potentials? Are they open for taking them up or do they think we know everything better? so I would always start first in building an innovation culture and there are companies around that who already have that all fine and then open up your innovation processes towards others
0: that sounds like very good advice and very very relevant since we we have this phrase the ecosystem approach everywhere now ecosystems don't just happen they have to be constructed so very interesting Sven it's been fascinating can I ask you one last question Um, basically innovation management is a coming profession Uh, there's even talk of uh, the international standards organization of a a job description around it Um, you've clearly been on a journey eight years or more learning it if i asked you to be uncle sven for a moment Mm -hmm. and uh, perhaps give any advice to someone who might just be thinking of starting a career as an innovation manager any advice that you might want to pass on
1: um, yes. Um, in, the, in, the, in the past, my advice would always have been get out in the field and you can only learn innovation management on the job while working with experienced innovation managers. I think that is really the, the, the core and the, the heart of it, right? you, you have to get involved in innovation. And um, to 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 really understand what what, what it is about because there i do not have a daily routine because that can change any minute mm-hmm. so any minute a highly relevant startup can call me to say we want to work with you and then um it's I, we have to react because their time cycles are, are way different than than, than us yeah. so so get out there get to know innovation managers, get in contact with them, and and work with them and learn from them. But also, today we are happy enough that there's science around innovation. Innovation doesn't happen by by accident. There's a lot of good readings out there. People like you who spend years and years in uh, trying to understand and doing research on innovation, and that is highly relevant because if you deep dive into those topics you will learn a lot of things and then you don't make the mistakes I did eight to ten years ago right? and um, that, that is very important so go out in the field work with innovation managers work in innovation and the second thing is read the books on innovation read John's books read <laughs> disruptive innovation read what Osterwalder said about business models. all those clever clever guys uh, and ladies that are out there, um, read this stuff to, to build a knowledge around innovation. What you have to bring along with this curiosity to learn and uh, curiosity to work with people because the innovation is highly, highly engaging and working with a lot of different people. Uh, you have to like that. And then you I, I, I trust you. You have a lot of fun. there.
0: That's wonderful. Sven, thank you so much for sparing some time and uh, some great insights. Um, if people want to know more about Velo, I think they can find your website. But uh, thank you for sharing those things, and hopefully, we can catch up on the next instalment of the story a little while later. But for now, thank you again.
1: Thank you, John, for having me.